Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. ukulele and um i just needed some like it was i think i was like in between jobs or something i don't remember what it was i just needed some spare cash and i sold it to a clown nice <laughs> <laughs> we had the dancing fleas in here last night they were incredible man it was, that was so much fun just, they, yeah they did like a set of christmas music and then a set of like the normal light rock party rock stuff that oh, they do cool. it was really cool i I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I say they might be like the most entertaining mm-hmm. acts around. They're they are just they're so fun. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah, they I mean and they're for everybody. You know what I mean? Like that's why I say that, because like they're not it's I mean, it's not really a genre specific thing that they do. No, it's not. They just, they bounce everywhere. Yeah, they're kinda all around the all I mean they the literally mountain. bounced everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean energy. they got a lady that, that clogs yeah. Songs. Oh, that's that, so yeah. cool. Yeah, Kazoo's the, the, the guy playing the slide guitar. That guy that got playing slide guitar. Dude, he amazing. needs to be closer to the front so we I, can watch I, I him. I thought the same thing too. Because I was like, even though the um, I don't remember her name, but the lady was playing the keyboard, she would step aside. But he was just going to town. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah, and then uh, the guy that plays bass, he's got a uke bass with rubber strings. It sounds crazy, man. Yeah. Like it sounds crazy good, and he just happens to be the mayor of Shelby. <laughs> Wow. Really? Yeah. That's <laughs> oh. fucking the band. I mean, they're just so awesome, man. They're really cool. The, the new guy that we've had practicing with us also plays the banjo. And yeah. we were talking about how would a somewhat metal song sound with a banjo in it. He also said a mandolin, also. Yeah. I have an, I have an acoustic electric mandolin at the house. I, have a, I, I just can't figure out how to tune it. So the new guy's working out. So far, really good. Um, we haven't had the talk yet of like, are, like, are you in? Like, kind of like, like, are you going to be committed? That kind of thing. But um, I mean, I think we after we we play had him play a show with us as we called him the intern, and uh, <laughs> we uh, we didn't have him sign a paper or anything. It's just like, <clears throat> we'll, we'll see. How he you did do, mess up the coffee know? orders, so that was kind of iffy. <laughs> but we, um, so we were just like trying I to see non decaf. You. He, oh, I gotta be, I gotta be sensitive. He got you here, black you know? tea. The um, very black. <laughs> we uh, but he's he uh, he he performed really well in front of a crowd. Um, mm-hmm. he has a lot of really good energy. Um, his stage presence is phenomenal. Like he hopped off stage at the milestone, Charlotte, North Carolina. By the way, I don't yeah. think we're recording that. Oh, yeah, well, we are. Oh yeah, we are. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I hey, I'm anything. just saying. Hey, I'm looking oh, at no, that mic, Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> by the way. Yeah, but but I, man, as soon as I saw the videos and he hopped off the stage and started getting interactive with the fans, I knew right away, okay, I, he's good to interact with people. His test runs are going great with us. Keeps he's practice he, fun. He's catching on quick. Like, cool. That cool. is phenomenal. Well, now that you're aware we're recording, you want to introduce yourselves to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking to a life worth, well, two-fifths of a life worth taking. It's two-fifths. Yeah, uh, I'm the drummer Zachary Lunsford. 
And I'm the lead vocalist, uh, Jay Longwell. Oh, and uh, Alex Lacero, this is for you, buddy. I forgot to... Uh, this morning, I was very hungover from my Christmas party last night. So for you, I forgot to wear a T-shirt, so... Uh, I'm showing some skin for you, buddy. Oh, you know, I gotta represent the uh, Alex Lacero right there. Yeah, he uh, he didn't get naked at our last show. That was nice. I, I was very disappointed. I thought he would bring in. He, was, he brings in the women as soon as he throws out them magnificent boobies of his. Man, it's like, like, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy. He, he's one crazy mother. He was gonna be stage. here with us today, but he uh, he decided to lose his voice instead. Oh. So that's not very helpful for a podcast. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be the he, we'd have to teach him how to do some sign like you gotta he would just be like he would just be a prop yeah he'd be he wouldn't be the first shoulder. musician to come in with the band and sit there and not say anything yeah. say, it happens more often than you think they present as a front and two people talk and there's occasionally one uh, just it, is it, like it would have been cool though because the three the of camera. us the three of us were the were the original three that started the project so. well, let's start there talk about how life worth taking started oh uh, if, if we need to go back to the beginning beginning uh, why not I mean let's tell the story we all want to go back to that dark time we call 2020 <laughs> dun 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 yeah my, well along that time you were, you were working on yeah, a band at the beginning of i was working i was but then that band fell through but then i got two weeks off from work that you know because the president said you get those two weeks off with pay vacation i said i'm gonna take that so i went ahead and did my own little project after that band fell through took all my drum tracks recorded it after that, I was like, I need some other musicians because I cannot play guitar, anything. Drums are my life, you know. So, was that a punk project as well? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, a little, little bit. Those sounded a little more like some forty-one ish esque. It was a more mixture between because at the time of twenty twenty, I was listening like to volumes, uh, a lot more System of a Down, more yeah. Soil Work. I was mixing in all those to finish up the songs. Well, I was like, I need a guitarist or a bassist. I hit up my buddy Nicky, he lives in Maine, and then I hit up Jameson, because I remember we, back then, me and Nicky, we had a band called One Final Hope, and we went on ahead and asked Jameson at the time if he could come in and be a vocalist for us. Well, I remember Jameson, I was like, dude, can you do some vocals for me? That sort of fell through, but then Jameson hits me up Yeah, because at the beginning of 2020, I had a band called uh, Make Believe Heroes, and our current bassist, like our bassist, um, he's actually the drummer in that band. Okay. And um, that fell through because just people getting antsy from not being able to even practice. So uh, it was the plague, man. Yeah, we, um, I was scared. So then whenever me and him started talking about that other project and that really wasn't working out, I was like, hey, I used to work with this guy named Alex who has been wanting to play in a band. You guys just want to hang out one day and just see what we can do and so we met up in my garage he brought his drum set over and it was we a just, nice garage yeah well it's it's <laughs> it's full now I, I, very not, spacious <sighs> back then yeah not anymore the um but so we just jammed for what like three hours and then we were just like yeah this is something we all want to do and so we just started meeting up like once to twice a week and just started seeing what kind of songs we could crank out and now we in a spare bedroom at my house. <laughs> it's not yeah. even that big. And then, but, man, we make it work. Yeah, and then when I mentioned needing a bassist, um, my old drummer was like, hey, I play bass as well. And so he started coming to practice. And Hey, don't leave me behind. Yeah. yeah. So it, um, 
It's been, it's been working. Our first song we wrote and what was on our EP, we don't even play anymore. Uh, oh, it was called God Save the Scene. God Save the Scene. We wrote it at the time when there was no, like, when the 2000s pop punk bands just weren't performing, hadn't put out music in years. Yeah. And it was like a callback to all of those. And then um, before we even had a chance to finally release it, all those bands started coming back. So we joked, like, you know, we saved the scene by... <laughs> we, we, every time we played that you're song, welcome. another band came back. So you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, How'd you land on a life worth taking for a name? I was walking through work and I, that popped in my head and we we're really bad at coming up with names. So I was just like, hey guys, what do you think of this? And we were like, sure. <laughs> yeah. It was- it's, I mean, it's, it, it sounds, it's got kind of like um, ominous yeah. tones to it, but you guys are kind of more like of a fun, you, you kind of got more of a fun vibe going. Right. Yeah, the actual thought process there was... Um, I realized it would have that like kind of a double meaning because uh, we do ride that emo line. So kind of like, yeah, life worth taking. Um, but then uh, it meant more like that saying, you know, like you take the life you want, you go after it, you grab life by the horn. Right. So we're chasing a life that's worth taking. Oh, like, I kept on the dark side. Of it. Yeah, yeah no, I like that, that interpretation that where, a lot that, better. Yeah, that was, that was where my mind was at. And then afterwards, like, uh, yeah, my wife pointed that out, and she was like, "It kind of sounds, you know, a little bit like unaliving." And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, that works too." Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I don't mind it at all. I think it's yeah. a great. It's actually a really cool name. Yeah, with yeah. a lot of our songs also dealing with like mental health and stuff, it mm-hmm. having that double meaning kind of also fits. So, yeah, and I do like the attitude that you have about it. You know, life worth you know, take grabbing, like you said, grabbing by the horns and rolling with it. The levels, It's just, I mean, it's empowering to like to just make the decision to go for something, right? Like, it's it's just, when you realize you do have it in you, now, not everybody does, you know? No, they don't no, realize it until a, somebody yeah. goes, hey, I think you'd be good at this. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, all right, I'll try it. You know, that's the way it goes. Yeah, it's, I, I, was, I love it. I, I love where you're coming from. I, li- I like the heart behind the project. And, um, and you guys have had a chance to play here a couple of times. You're a great live show. I mean, yeah. no, no question about it. You guys are a lot of fun to watch live. Some Thank sticks you. have been thrown. I, I, I can honestly We keep say saying that. we're eventually going to put on, have a stage prop that's just like warning flying sticks. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> he's hit all of us a few times. I don't mean to. It's mostly in the band practice room. You know, I don't, I don't you need really... one that says low flying drumsticks. Yeah. I mean, if it chips <laughs> off, you'd be like, ah, it's in my, ah, you know, little wood chip right there, you know. And there's a T-shirt bad. there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a merch opportunity there yes. somewhere. And speaking of, you can get some of Life Worth Taking merch this um, the December the 22nd. That's a Friday night at the Punk Rock Christmas Show. You want to talk a little bit about uh, putting that show together and, and what, what people can expect? I forgot yeah. my elf ears. Oh, yeah. Well, we... Uh, <laughs> well, we um, you know, our first show here was when we put together that uh, Wet Hot Punk Rock Summer. Mm-hmm. And... We were like, you know, six months later, it's going to be Christmas. And like, let's just do it. What do you feel about a Christmas show? And so we had already written last December a Christmas song called Punk Rock Christmas. And so thought it'd be fun to just kind of have an excuse to play some other Christmas songs, too, and bring some more of our friends out that we've made over the year and just kind of have a fun Christmas party with everybody and all the people that show up and just have a celebration of, hey, it's the end of the year. We These are all of our milestones from the year, and we're just going to have fun and celebrate the season by being sad. <laughs> well, all right. I love the lineup you put together, man. Yeah, I've been, I've been, me and Robbie have gone back and forth the entire year trying to get Evergone, like literally since January, trying to get Evergone a spot here. 
And every time an opportunity opens up, he's either playing with the menders or the or uh, he, the, the rest of the guys can't make it. Like it never worked out until you you brought this show. So I'm excited to see Evergone finally here. The Ruftons are some of our favorite people. They are insane live. Yeah, they're oh, great. Yes. They're they have so much, so much energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how he keeps in time on that guitar while jumping like he does. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I we played with them for the first time back in June, and I was just like instantly like I love their music. Yeah, yeah. They, like Marcos had emailed me uh, early on, and um, so I, I didn't know him before opening this place, and I got this email like the Ruftons, and I went and like oh man, this, this is cool stuff. And I for some reason in my head I had a picture of like a shorter. Guy, like yeah. a short, chubby guy. I don't Isn't it know. Funny how your brain does. Yeah, shit yeah. Like it's and and then and then he finally shows up for the first show that we get him on. He's like this hulking, tall. I was like, hey, like, you're Marcos. But then they put on and and they played a couple times here already. And after seeing them live, I'm like, you can play here anytime. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anytime you want to jump on the show, like you're welcome here because there's so much fun and his his attitude, you know, the the way that they hang out and just like. Like they want to be here, part of the community kind of vibe. I really love those guys. Yeah, and then um, so Skewer Rat, um, we've played with their bassist Brian a lot when oh, yeah, he, Harry, Harry Rip. Rip. Yeah, and then when he started, uh, we we came, we went out to see their first show that they performed as Skewer Rat, and just incredible. How was it? Because I got a couple dates with them coming up. Yeah, they, oh, they're <laughs> incredible. They're. Um, um, I'll let him tell you probably the story of how him and Jesse got that project started, but she, uh, she has really good front woman energy, okay, and a credible voice, and they're just they 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 meld together so well, and the music is incredible. Nice, and I helped make their new logo, so that was fun. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, I think I showed it to you like a couple practices ago, but you were probably drinking. Uh, no. <laughs> probably. I mean, it don't it don't bother me. <laughs> yeah, so, so we've got four <laughs> bands on this show. So you know, we've got Skurat, Ruftins, Evergone, and a life we're taking. It's going to be a big punk rock party, Christmas party. Yep. So so, and then the other thing about the show is we're doing a toy drive for the show. So it's a last minute opportunity to to give right before the holiday, and we'll get these toys in the hands of some kids that really need it. So don't forget to bring toys. Um, I'm always blown away by people's generosity when we do stuff like yeah. this. Yeah. You know, like we. Last year, um, last year for our Christmas party, we we did a toy drive for the domestic violence shelter, and we ended up raising almost four grand worth of toys. I mean, bikes, all Barbie dolls, all kinds of crazy stuff. And and then this year we're doing it again, and uh, we just had a, a metal show this week. Uh, that we did a toy drive for, and we got just an assload of toys. So I, I, I don't know there. where to put them. It's taking up one of the tables. <laughs> right. I, I don't know where to put this stuff. I'm just I'm always blown away by people's generosity. So thank you to everybody that has donated and will continue to do so. And thank you for like providing this opportunity with this Christmas show. You know, give people a chance to give. Yeah, um, I've always said whenever I got a project going, I wanted to have another side of that that gives back to community. Um, we, we've had a lot of like stuff going on with the band, so we really haven't had a chance to really workshop it like we would like to, but we're hoping to actually kind of start a, obviously not an actual nonprofit because that's a lot of paperwork and, um, but well, we you can like, do it. Yeah. It, it. It'll justify all the money we lose doing these that's things. That's true. Oh, no. <laughs> but like, we, um, lose no money. Because like we have, uh, 
because you know our little all seeing eye lo- upside down yeah. logo ha- has a name. Hey, and- si- hey, don't be making fun of Seymour. Yeah, I'm not making fun of Seymour. <laughs> you are. You named him that. Um, we uh, sees more than you do. Yeah, I mean the. Uh, <laughs> but we um we kind of using him as a uh, opportunity to make like a um kind of like a foundation where we can have multiple. Like we've talked about a few things that we would like to do throughout the year to kind of give back to the community, whether it's school supplies in before school starts back or um, helping feed like the homeless community during Thanksgiving. We have a few ideas that we would like to really incorporate into next year. So hopefully things aren't as chaotic near the end of the year as it was this year so that we can kind of focus on that next year. It doesn't get less chaotic. No, the older you get, the more I, I, I'm yeah. waiting for, I'm, I'm actually excited about getting a little older and having that time to just chill, especially around the holidays. Yeah. I'll tell you, it is, it is crazy how busy we all get around this time. Yeah. I, I get it. But no, it's really cool that, that, that you've got that in you. And it's, it, it's it's pretty like a, it's a pretty uh, prevalent feature or a, a trait that a lot of people have in this scene. You know, you know specifically people doing the original stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like we know no one's doing it for the money, right? Like so, it's for the just, love. yeah, it's for the love and just people buy have that nature about them. And a lot of artists are empaths in some way, yeah. and they have that they can feel others' pain, which also helps when you're writing. But um, a lot of times with that, like artists in general have that trait, so they want to help and not see others struggle mm-hmm. like they have. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. And it's do you do you find yourself writing like when you write? Are you are you always kind of leaning on this this one particular type of emotion, or do you do you try to spread it around a little bit? There's a bunch. There's not. There's not. Not just one emotion. You gotta. Well, what I mean by that is like the emo type stuff, yeah. you know, like do you kind of lean that, do you have a tendency or do you, do you, do you put forth effort to try to go with different things? I do sometimes. It's just a generally, I try to write what I know and what I feel. And I've struggled with mental health my whole life. Um, yeah. having struggled with ADHD and unmedicated until I was 31, um, depression, um, suicidal thoughts and tendencies um there's a whole list what do you think all that stems from like did did that start at a certain age was there a was there an event the first thing the farthest (laughs) back with that that i can remember is i was seven years old and i was at a friend's house and i'm sure it happened beforehand this is just the part that i remember the best i was sitting at a friend's house we were having fun and all of a sudden there was this thought in the back of my head of they don't really want you here they're just being nice. They feel like they have to be nice to you. Uh, they'd be happier if you weren't here. Okay. And so I just got up and walked out the door and started walking back towards my house, which was clear across town. And then they freaked out. Their parents freaked out. They called my parents who freaked out. And um, they were just like, what are you doing and why? And I'm like, I don't know. And it was just that that thought was with me. And as I got older, it was more like, people don't like you. They don't care about you. You'd be, they'd be happier if you were dead and stuff like that. So I had that with me for up until I started uh, seeing a doctor and getting on medication for till I was 31 years old. And I had that constantly from the moment I'd wake up till the moment I went to bed, that thought going in the back of my head all day long, every day. So. And did you grow up in a loving household? Yeah. Yeah. It was very loving. My parents were, it was a, like my, my, my dad's a pastor. My mom is a, well, you just stay said home it right and there. home. Yeah, <laughs> there has been. We a, found it. Yeah, there has been a lot of religious trauma that yeah. I've wor- been working through yeah. and stuff. But 
it was always the more of uh, just pray about it, trust God more, and it'll. That was one of the most frustrating things for me as a kid was was like not getting answers, not getting answers to like questions that mattered. You know, pray, pray about it, or because I said so, that kind of shit. That that was very frustrating for me as a kid as well. Yeah. Like, and yeah. that's and that's what led me. You know, I I've struggled with similar stuff. Um, when I when I was a teenager, I kind of explored, you know, mind altering type stuff. Is is what kind of I got into is kind of what opened things up for me, and you know, that worked for a while in terms of like expanding my um, my scope. You know, like being able to under, be, become more empathetic, understand other, where other people are coming from, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, psychedelics did it for me. You know what I mean? Like, like I never actually Don't had be looking any... looking at me on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, that, but just like with anything, you know, you got a moderation. So, you know, you kind of overdo it, and then you find yourself in, you know, now, now you're in a different bad situation. So, you know, it's good that you were able to get the help that you needed in a, on a professional level. Yeah, it was uh, honestly it was uh, life saving, and I mean that because there was there was a point basically where my wife was like, "Yeah, I have this feeling that one day if you don't get help, I'm gonna come home from work with the kids and we're gonna find you." And so I was like, I finally took took it in my own hands and then went to a doctor and got help because it was the first time that I you know. I, I don't know. I've always taken it seriously, but I always thought like oh, I can make it. I can I can handle this, and I couldn't. So uh, the way I when I write too, and I get into that stuff, it's I have always had the thought process of if this song even helps one person, and that one person just even happens to be me, yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. Now, what about you? I've, I, 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 talk a little bit about your journey oh, and man. how you've landed here. <laughs> We don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Yes, the drum, we do. The drummer's always got the baddest one. Oh, yeah. my gosh. He's uh, <laughs> I was 21. No, hold up. See, this is how fucked up, man. My brain got after that. Uh, well, it started... It really started at a young age, but I didn't want to question it. I wanted to think that I was living... I did have good loving parents. They were very nice to mm -hmm. me. My dad, my mom was very loving to me and stuff. Uh, but I guess later on in your teenage years, you just you feel like you want to be something else than what your parents want you to be and stuff like that. Yeah, it starts, the rebellious it's, stage starts messing yep. with your head, and you're like, "No, I mean, you're wanting to keep me secure here and all this." Well. I didn't really get into my suicidal thoughts until after 19. I mean, one of my buddies, he introduced me to Triple C's. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what's that? So I tried it. There were these cough, cold medicine things, you know. Mm -hmm. Felt like freaking Superman after that, you know, eight of them. But then it became an addiction, and this is a warning label for anybody. If you're dumb enough to want to do it, don't do it. Because I found out later on it was synthetic heroin, but I didn't know that. And I was popping 32 a day for a whole year. So I was riding. I was trying to catch the, what do you call it, the purple dragon. Every single goddamn day, you know. It, ruined, it was ruining my college life. I was trying to do stuff in college. It was ruining friendships. I was becoming skinnier, whiter than what I already am. And uh, I didn't like myself. I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, man, eh. 
who are you and why do you keep doing it? Well, I was telling myself, oh, I'll quit. Didn't quit. And then one day I'm winding up ODing in my bedroom with, you know, my door getting kicked in and stuff because my, my, my buddy who was doing it with me, he didn't OD. He ran to my grandma's house across the street and he banged on her door. She came over and then she called 911 and all that crap and uh, OD. You flatlined? I flatlined three times that day Jesus because Christ. of all the triple C's that finally just, I, I already know I've probably done a lot of damage to my organs and stuff for doing it. I'll pay the piper later on in life, but that's what I get for well, wanting to be Well, that's not necessarily true. You know, you, you live a healthy lifestyle, you, you, you can bounce back. But, I, I mean, that's, I mean, you're you're kind of uh, glazing over like you, you're you not giving it the weight that, that it probably oh, deserves. Oh, no. After after that, I'm laying in that hospital bed and I'm still I'm tripping. I'm seeing stuff that I would never want to really see. The doctor's face, man, looks like freaking the Grinch going like this with a smile and all yeah. that. Really crazy stuff. Then after that, I started to recover from it a little bit, and then I started getting more heavier thoughts in my head after that. Like, why are you here? What's the point? There was a time that I hadn't I found my mom's revolver. So you were just numbing the pain for no, a year or two. Well, and I then was when trying to, but... Me having the withdrawals I did, I finally came to the conclusion that my brain was trying to make me finally cave in, and I'm sitting there with my liquor and my mom's gun with one bullet in the chamber, and I'm like, and I'm just looking at it. I'm really just deep in the thought. I found a different way to numb my pain away from that, but I didn't like it, and I still don't like myself a lot to this day for all the stuff I've done to it to make my demons become darker than what they are i don't really tell a lot of people about it because in short you have your stuff in your closet you do he does i do we all fight our demons every day the people watching this do too they Mm -hmm. won't ever come out and tell you but i'll come out and tell you now if you have that one special friend man that you could just come out and just talk to do it because it's a bigger burden off your chest it'll help you but then it's all up to you in your mind if you want to. You and know, if you don't have yourself. that friend, come come here or come to a, sh- a show. You can yeah. come and directly talk to me. Yeah, like like it's. I'm glad that you guys are being so open because there's a lot of shame involved yeah. with like admitting that you've wanted to kill yourself. That's why it's a life worth yeah, taking. Yeah, yeah, like I like I get it. Like I've like I said before, I've been there. I don't talk yeah. a lot about it either because you know it, ma- you, it makes you vulnerable. You know, it makes you feel weak. All those things are true, but when you start to talk about it, you start to realize just how many fucking people are have been there. Yeah, like like people that you never would have guessed. Some of the happiest people in the world have some of the darkest fucking shit inside of them. You know, yeah. Robin Williams who said something about that. Like, he, yeah, he was definitely one of those people who yeah. was. Yeah, he made a. I think there was a quote of him saying that. Like, it's usually the funniest people that have the. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to plagiarize. Yeah, no, 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 I was just, I was just trying to like, yeah, like. But it is true. Like everybody, like you put on, you put on a front, and you're like, for for me, I have, I have ADHD, so I have this really hyper bitch in here who's like, all right, let's go. She's very positive. Then there's that one that just sits here. It's like, you suck. 
You got that little darkness, yeah. and it's just like it'll creep in there. And if you let it creep out, you let it creep in, it will take over. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I think that it's healthy to have a like balance. S- some cynicism yeah. inside yourself, like something to keep you in check. You know, thank God for my wife. You know, like everyone's always telling me like how happy they are that we did this and how great I am, and I'm like, I'm, you know, my, my wife can ground me real quick yeah. on that. You know, if I start to get a big head, and then you, you know. Yeah, we all we all struggle with this stuff, man. It's like that's why, that's why I have so much respect for people that have taken the time to learn a craft, like 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 you like you've learned to sing, like you've learned to play drums. When you have a creative outlet like that, it makes these things so much fucking easier to deal yeah. with. Gives you some way to yeah, put there's on a out. lot. There's a whole lot of people. Maybe there's someone watching this right now that they don't have that. All they do is doom scroll all day. Yeah. You know, and just get reminded of how much you suck and you're not this good and look how pretty I am, look how great I am. I and if that's your, I'm if that's, saying. first of all, that's not living. No, that's, no, that's not living at all. social media does. That's it makes com- you get a falsehood of what perfect is. Yeah. So I'm just. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to get on a shitting on social media rant. <laughs> believe me, I can no, go no, no. there. Yeah. I wasn't trying to start <laughs> a rant. I'm just saying, you know, people <laughs> see this and they're like, they oh, I, I want, why, why can't I be there? Why can't I enjoy this thing? And you that's can. what you can. You got to yeah. get to it. And it starts by showing up on Friday, December 22nd to see a life worth taking for the punk rock Christmas show. Yep. That's, that's one place you can come to, to, to escape from that, you know, that mindset, you know, get, get out of your own head a little bit and meet other people that, that are, you know, that might share the, these, these same things and you yeah. can make a friend and talk to somebody. And we're going to have presents. <laughs> oh yeah. We're gonna, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. We're we'll gonna, have some gifts for y'all. Yeah, we're going to have a couple of uh, wrapped gifts on stage that are going to be given out at the last, like last song or two. Oh, I'll be that little elf. I'm just going to jump behind the drum set and just start throwing it at you. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> start. <laughs> Well, let me let me not. I do want to. I do want to finish your story. So, so you get off of you, know, you get out. You kind of start beating your addiction. Do you still struggle with that? Or oh yeah, I like I, like, I can't go down a daggum pharmaceutical aisle and I see them. They tasted cherry flavor. So every time I walk by them, it's like uh, I don't know. My saliva glands just kick in. I'm tasting that cherry flavor. I'm like, I really want. And I tell I tell my wife every day I'm like I'm glad that I have you and my band and stuff because I think to myself if I go back down this road there's not going to be a return for me I I already know for a fact that there's drugs out there that you tried to mm, I don't know how to explain that part it's you're trying to fill a void you know it's like this dark opening hole right here and you're like oh I miss that feeling oh I miss this but then you're like remember what it made you become and that's my other side always constantly you have that voice inside your head you know it's everybody does i mean there's a certain level of strength that it takes to to beat these kind of things too like you have to be you you have to be willing to put in that work on yourself you have to be willing to to build like that that willpower the 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 ability to say no yeah you know it's not easy for a lot of people Yeah. yeah but uh after my mom passed in 2020 uh, I really fell down that rabbit. I was about to go back down that rabbit hole, but my wife at back then, who was my girlfriend, she really talked me out of doing that. She helped me. She she has been more of my salvation now because she takes my good and my bad, just like I do with her. I love you too, baby. If you see this, please don't kill me or poison yeah, my food yeah. later. No, I feel the same <laughs> way about my wife. Yeah, she, like she puts up with a lot. Like I'm a lot to deal with. Like I know. 
I mean, we're men. <laughs> I mean, we are some. We are some difficult humans, you know. We were all. I mean, we're, we're, we're all. We got like our. That. We're all yeah. difficult humans. We got our thing in our head. That I'm sitting here from the wife perspective. That's going part yet. of being human. Being <laughs> I know. That's why, I mean, look. You know, look, look, it wasn't that long ago. It was. I mean, literally, it was only a handful of generations ago. Our ancestors, like, we didn't have access to any of the shit we have today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was all. You know, hunting, hunter gatherer, like you know, mamas at home raising the kids. It was a constant work, 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 work. Yeah, yeah. There was no, yeah. There were, there were no punk rock. No, there. (laughs) You know what I mean? And 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 we're, I mean, we're like, we're talking like a little over a hundred years ago. And if music was played, it was usually in the evening or on Sunday evenings. Yeah. So so now we have like this new normal, you know, for for the world that we live in, and you know, there's not, there's so much more time. Because we're not, you know, scrubbing, scrubbing our, our clothes at the river. We're not, yeah. you know, we're not chopping down trees every day. Well, most of us aren't. So, like, there's all this extra time, and, and we get to choose how we fill that time. Yeah. And that's and, and that's where that's where it goes wrong for a lot of people. Really, is boredom. You know, that's why people end up doom scrolling all day. That's why yeah. people get into weird shit. Because they don't, you know, there's nothing else you know to do for them. You know, maybe they don't have access to resources, and they're just stuck. And then you you let your mind wander, and you get bored, and and you know who knows where it takes some people. And then that's why, you know, that's why we have a place like this now is, is come here and fill that time with something positive, something supportive, you know. And maybe maybe we can, you know, save some lives or, yeah. or you know, save some people some emotional you know damage, that kind of thing. That makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, and there's a great community just around this place that if people like show up for, and even like the the markets that you do, mm-hmm. and um, all that, it's it's there's there's a lot of resources just in this one building to help. Yeah, and then of course there's the music, right? Yep. Like yeah, the most yeah. important, the reason why we're all here, right, is the art, the music. You know, having something to relate to, having yeah. something to put in your ear holes that it fills your head with with something that's not so dark, right? Oh, it, lyrics are dark, but still. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, music's right. uplifting. But well, there's, and there's so many. We have different bands here, and I'm going to, I'm not going to say who it is, but my kid was recently bullied at school, and I said something about it. And of course, all the, the aunties jumped in there like, when, where, let's go. I'm like, it's a kid, y'all. We're not going to fight a kid. But even though they Look won't, here, they, they make Karen. you want to. But His hands are ready it was, for everyone. It was, a, it was the drummer for one of the local bands. They have played here a couple of times, and they said, that's what this song is all about. That's what this song that we wrote is about. Have them listen to it. And I said, hey, listen to this song. And I was like, I like that song. That little thing, just that little that little song, it's like, I like that. Yeah, we've said it before a bunch of here on the show about how like having, having something like having a, a song that makes you feel like you're not the only one, yeah. like that's, it's, it's, it's such an invaluable thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah and there's... E- People don't always want to give local music a chance or give local art a chance because they have their favorite bands that they listen to that on Spotify that billions of other people listen to. But, but wait, you, you can always find. You don't know. You might find your favorite song yeah. at a local show. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've been spearheading this campaign since the day we opened the door. Yeah. Since before we opened the doors, about you know, investing in local music. Like since ever since I started this journey and started get to know. Everybody get to know the music. I mean, I bear, I don't even listen to regular radio anymore. No. Like I'm still like when I go for like commercial music, I'm still listening to the shit I listened to in the '90s and, and early 2000s. Yep. Like I don't even know what the new hot shit is because unless 
you know, I know Taylor Swift's hot shit because I watch football. All right. But, um, <laughs> okay. Okay. We're not going there with that. We're not going there with that. I already got to put up with that because my wife is a Taylor Swift fan. Let's not yeah. stir the Swifty pot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, more power to her, man. She, at one point, she was a local independent artist. She was. At one you know point. what I mean? Like Everybody's got to be local yeah, first. That's, that's, you know, that's the, the diamond in the rough, right? That's the one that makes it. But for every Taylor Swift, there's 100,000 young ladies that are writing music that no one's giving a fuck about because yeah. they don't go to local shows. I mean, her first her first song that was uh, with the video was put on TV, She or... Like on CMT, and I'm, I like I do like '90s country music. Okay, nice but anyway, it was put on CMT. '90s is when country died. Yeah, pretty much. But she was on there, and it wasn't till five or six years later till she actually she became a common household name. But that one song, with that that was like one of those you thought she was a one hit wonder. That's the word I'm looking for. But then she came back and was like, no. I don't know. After her antics on Valentine's Day, yeah. and she wanted to be that dancey little cheerleader girl yeah. on there. I was yeah. like. The, um, <laughs> like, okay, but, but yeah, like I mean, there's people that will complain about like missing, like because there are those people that saw some of these bigger bands back when they were playing local venues, and got to see them for like I a got ten dollars shirt. Yeah, yeah. and I then these there. other bands like, why, why can't I ever do that? Well, you could come in December and see Evergone before they get big or something like yeah. that. Like you, yeah. you, get, you have to give these artists a chance to be able to have those stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, somebody, some somebody in this scene will make it. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. yeah, and hopefully more than one, and hopefully they'll come back and reach a hand out, and you bring some other locals out with them and stuff. You know, that's the way I've always seen it. Is yeah. like if you're willing to, because there are some people that like to, you know, push themselves and not help at all. But it's if we all work together, when if we bring everybody to the table and everyone gets to eat, then it's yeah. like we can all pull each other up if we want to. And speaking of that, Friday night at our Friday night show. I was, I don't remember which band I was introducing, but I looked out in the crowd and I saw at least six other musicians from six other bands sitting in the audience. They, they were not playing that night. They just came to the show. Yeah. That's the, you know, if one of us eats, we're all going to eat. Coming yeah. out and supporting each other. That was, I was like, I was under count. It was just making me, it was making my day. Yeah, and I love. Yeah, it. I always get excited when I see you know musicians yeah. come in to support shows that they're not on. Right. Like that's yeah, that, that's a good feeling. It is. Yeah. I, mean, I got a chance to to get out of my world this past week, and I went to the milestone on because they had a Tuesday show uh -huh. to to support them. Um, introduced myself to Buck. Yeah, you know, got to see you know nosy neighbor was yeah. was was the opener, and uh, no scope. I got to see no scope finally. They were supposed to be here at a show last year, but then something happened where they couldn't make it. They were really fun. It was just it felt good to get out and support local bands that weren't playing at my venue. Right. Then, you know what I mean? Like it was it just felt good to be there to support. You know what it I mean? It is really cool to look out and go, Hey, I know I know that guy. That's not yeah. a regular. I know that guy. It was hard not to get noticed. I, <laughs> I was like I was trying to kind of, I was trying to hide behind Tim and AJ. Really? <laughs> yeah, Nosy Neighbor, they played their first show with us at the at the milestone yeah. back in February. Oh wow! Yeah, because oh, we've done a lot of shows already. Yeah, I know. We've, we've those asked. kids. I love their drive, man. Yeah, they do have a yeah, drive. Yeah, I love. I, I mean, they they it they emailed me several times before we gave them a shot, and <laughs> and I'm glad we did because I see him. He's 
Blake specifically. Yeah. He's, he's all over social media. He's pushing. He's supporting. Yeah. He shows up to other band shows. Yeah. And you know they're they're playing here tonight. Mm-hmm. You know they're just they're great kids and and I, I love the 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 energy with which they're approaching it. You know they're you know, they're the next generation right of you guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know one. Of, you knew one of them. Uh, right? Blake Hill. Yeah. He knows. Yeah, that's the one yeah, that's... I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah, he's he's the driving force behind that band, and okay, and he's and he he's just he's just a great person to be around. You know what I'm saying? Like he he believes in it, he supports the scene, he shows up to other shows, and you know that's why the guys like that are going to keep getting opportunities. With oh us. yeah, you know, yeah, you just got to like show does. like you want it. You know, yeah. if you want it, you got to go for it. You know, sometimes, whenever I work my jobs and stuff, I sometimes think, man, it's like I used to do a lot more. I was like, but now it's like it's hard to shuffle between your regular nine to five job and yeah. trying to do a band. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just yeah. about every band we talk to, they everyone works. So like this is all energy, to, and then a lot of them have kids. You know, yeah. like, I look at Jameson. <laughs> Jameson can't stop having kids. No, oh yeah, they, they stop. <laughs> there is no way. There is there is no physically way for that to be possible. <laughs> I always go by this saying, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Rabbit and latex, or she gets your paychecks. <laughs> nice. That's all I got to say. I've gone by that motto since I was 18. I don't have no kids yet. I'm 32. Rabbit and latex, or she gets we your paychecks. We look like a big family until, uh, until people find out that we're a blended family. And so it's not like... It's still a big family. Yeah, because, I mean, we do have them the majority of It's a lot of, of kids, time. man. It's a lot of kids. Yeah, I got all five of them like 80% of the time. It's, yeah. It's... It can get hectic in there sometimes. That son like, of yours, though. He's going to be one energetic drummer. <laughs> yeah, the drum, the, the kid, the kid that rem, the kid that remembers to, to practice drums when it's bedtime. They want me to every time. It's yeah. always bedtime when he decides it's time oh, to practice. Oh yeah, of course they want something. They want to do something else to go to bed. Well, has he got his first set yet? Yeah, um, our bassist out the other Alex um, gave gave him a small drum set that his daughter had grow, outgrown oh. and. He has that set up in his room, and it's like it's bedtime. He's like, "No, it's time to practice drums." <laughs> no, just thirty minutes. <laughs> Good for him. He's, he's pushing that envelope. No, I'm going to drum. Well, as, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's hard as a parent. Like, I is. know this is this is definitely different from my parents' generation. My parents' generation will shut shit down. Oh yeah, it's it's time for bed. But when I see my daughter like getting into something, something that that's like. productive, yeah, I'm like, fuck that. Let her let her fly, baby. Like, let her do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll rest later. Like 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 if as long as the what what she's doing is is you know if she's again if she's just flipping through her phone, it's time for bed. It's time for bed. But you know even with video games, like I'm not really a gamer. I don't I don't play video games yeah. that much at all. But uh, but there is a skill like to the the, the coordination, the hand eye mm-hmm. coordination, and the reflexes and the muscle memory and stuff. Like there's a and then you know there's the strategic part of a lot of these games. Like I. I I can appreciate that. It's just when I see dudes that are our age, your age, my age, and they're playing four, five, six, ten hours a day, that's fucking sad. <laughs> Making like, millions of dollars on YouTube, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I mean, yes, like you can make money do. doing that, yeah. but come on, man. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, I play for fun. I'm not good. I've I, I've I just I, I don't even try anymore. Like I just I just play it for fun when I, I can. Like, but I like arcade games. I just stick with Mario Kart. That's all I need. <laughs> Mario Kart was fun. So I did it's play life. that game. I mean, the last system I had was a Nintendo sixty four. Oh, that was like the be- <laughs> but arguably that was like the best system ever. I I couldn't agree more. <laughs> the, the only game I play is a PC game. So 
Star Fox oh, no. 64 will always be like no, my that was favorite. a fun one. James Bond. I had WCW versus NWO. That was a good one. Um, I never could get Golden. I sucked at that game. The I, wrestling games I used to like. To WWF Attitude. And, and whenever the, they had it for N64, that was my dad's favorite because that the storyline for it and all that. There was a game called NBA Hang Time. It was like it was it was that. Nintendo's version of NBA Jam. That yeah. remember the old arcade game? He's mm-hmm. heating up. He's yeah. on fire, right? right? So it was called NBA Hang Time, and they had this. Uh, thing where you could create your own character on it and I had like this my character was like a tall skinny old wizard dude with like a long beard a wizard hat uh, and, I'd have, and I'd have this guy <laughs> running down a court cutting fucking cartwheel or flips off the screen coming down for slam dunk shit was so much fun I have an ex who he, I don't it was one of the wrestling it was one of the wrestling games I don't know which one it was on Playstation but he'd be at work and I just love to design the characters. And I was making, I didn't realize I was making unbeatable characters by their skills. And he'd be playing, what the fuck is this? Who's that? What? Who are they? Like, there are Who's some big, chesty, hairy here? <laughs> no, there are some characters that I made that he's like, what the? Like, I'm okay, I made Jared from Subway because that's when Jared got healthy. <laughs> oh, he's and looking Jared good. came out there and came running he's out. That was before all his controversy. Yeah, but, that, yeah. that didn't age well, did it? <laughs> no, it did not age well at all. But yeah, he was like, "What? Where are these characters come from?" I'm like, "Oh, I was well, making." I've them. seen, I I have seen like YouTube videos of like the, uh, kids doing like Call of Duty and GTA and stuff like that, and the way that they talk to each other, yeah. And I, like, I like guess not. There's like a there's a line where it becomes unhealthy, yeah. And <laughs> like like you know, kind of like I kind of wish I was good at them games so I could get in there and just troll people that take it too seriously. <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah, just name my character your mom snatch sixty nine and just go fuck shit up. <laughs> Piss these people off. <laughs> like, the, the only oh multiplayer game that I have played recently, like that, was I did play some Fortnite with my daughters, and my 11 year old is like terrifyingly good at that game. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where things are in that game, and she's just like, You want that gun? We're gonna go over here, we're gonna do this, and I'm just like, Okay, we won. <laughs> That's talent. Yeah, she's it's scary how good she is. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, again, there's a skill there that yeah. she's she's learning. As long as you just don't go overboard with it, like it's great. Right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Enough pontificating on video games. We're gonna wrap things up, man. I, I want everyone to know that we have a punk rock Christmas show, Friday, December twenty second. We've got Skewer Rat, we've got the Ruftons, we've got a life worth taking, and Evergone. It's gonna be a great show. Fellas, you wanna tell everyone where to find you, what to look for, to plug away, and then we'll get out of here. Oh man, you can look us up on a life worth taking.com. Is it dot com or dot org? It's dot com. Um, We're not an organization. We we <laughs> I mean, could I guess be. We are. We, our sign looks like a cult symbol, anyways. I oh mean, my it's God. not. I mean, let's start a cult. It's, it's <laughs> Seymour. Do you wanna start a cult? I mean, we, we get the government discount like the church. You know, <laughs> I mean, hey. This the, conversation um, always starts back here. <laughs> the um, we can say we started our cult behind the rooster. Um, the, uh, <laughs> that, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. But yeah, Believe um, me, I've thought about going going religious, getting that. I that could already hear. I could already hear the chanting now. <laughs> 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 All right. So where else did yeah. we find you? Um, we have our Facebook at Life Worth Taking, Instagram at Life Worth Taking. Uh, TikTok, life worth taking. We don't have Twitter, we, or it's not even Twitter anymore. Like okay, we X. don't have the X. Yeah, because I could never figure out how that site works. Trump so, did, just, but he, he just made it bad. Yeah, I've never been on it. So. <laughs> I've I tried years ago to like signed up, and I'm just like, this makes no sense. I can't find anything I'm looking for. So, all right, so yeah. check them out. A life worth taking. Thank yeah, you guys so much. For, oh, uh, and YouTube. Yeah, same YouTube. thing. A life yeah. worth taking. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you can find us on all that. It. 
the latest. Just one of them. You should change the name to something ridiculous. That would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, our last TikTok's up to like seven hundred views, I think, of nice. featuring her. She She's tells the queen a great of socials. I'm telling you, she man, tells a great Christmas story. <laughs> yeah. It was really cold when we were filming that. It was that. fucking cold. <laughs> she oh, got man. down and closed that book. It was just like, we're yeah, done. If you don't know what he's talking about, go, go look at our social media. We have a promo up there that uh, Ariel read for us. She did uh, a night before Christmas. but uh, G-Town the, version. G-Town style. Yeah, it was the Friday before Christmas. Yeah, right. nice. yeah, so, yeah, so come on out. Uh, Friday the 22nd. We're going to have a good time. Thank you so much for doing this, guys. I Thanks really for having us. It. Stay Peace punk metal, my friends. Oh, wait. What was it you said? said uh, stay punk metal, yeah. my friends. Wrap it in latex. Wrap it in latex or she gets your paychecks. <laughs> there it is.